Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm looking forward today as we get into our third study in the third chapter of the book of 1 John, and I believe we have some truth before us that can be a help to you as though as, as it has been already a help to me. Now, if you've missed any previous Bible studies, here's what I'll encourage you to do. Wherever you find your uh, podcast, go and search for Striving for Revival there and subscribe to the podcast. That way you have access to every archived study that we've done through the New Testament and even before that when we just were going through the Bible. But verse by verse, we've gone through most of the New Testament now, and you say, well, I've missed a lot of that. Well, you don't have to. You can keep up with us by downloading the podcast and listening that way. Last broadcast, we discussed verse 3. Verse 3 tells us what ought to be our response to the truth of the rapture. The blessed hope ought to bear this fruit in our life. We ought to purify our, ourselves. We know one of these days that when he appears, we're going to be like him, and we're going to see him, or we're going to be with him. We're going to go be caught up together with the Lord uh, in the uh, air. And because of that, we ought to live rapture ready. We ought to, If we're going to be purified, and perfect and have a new body, we'd strive to live pure now. If we're headed for heaven, we ought to live like we're headed for heaven right now. We, uh, we might live on this earth, but we're citizens of that city built for square. Our citizenship is in heaven. Our headquarters is in heaven, and we're headed that way, and we ought to be purifying ourselves in the process, being more and more like Jesus, the Savior, instead of like this secular, sin-cursed, hell-bound world. Verse number four, John switches gears a little bit, and he begins to deal with these two natures that are at work in the life of a believer. Now, I don't want you to miss this. You're saved if you are, and I'm saved, but that does not mean we are sinless. Oh, no, friend. In fact, now that you're saved, you're two people. There is that old man that you've dealt with since birth, and that man's corrupt and carnal. He loves sin. He hates the things of God. He lives to fulfill the needs of the five senses of the flesh and body. But if you're saved, there is that new man that lives on the inside, and that new man is a spiritual man, a holy man, and he does not sin, and he cannot stand sin. But those two natures, that spirit and that flesh, they battle each other every day in our life. John begins to deal with this matter of sin in the life of a believer. Now, in verse number four, he said, Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law. For sin, here's the definition of sin, is the transgression of the law. So what is sin? Sin is you doing anything God has said not to do in his word. If, if God has said it's off limits and you touch it, that's sin. If God has said don't go there and you do, it is sin. If God says don't say it, but you say it, then it's sin. If God says don't think it, but you thought it, that's sin. If God said don't touch it and you touch it, 
That's sin. Sin is the overstepping. Sin is the disregarding. Sin is the breaking of the law of God. God has made certain laws. He's given us his principles, his expectations, his boundaries, if you will, his guidelines, his law in the Word of God. God gives us some thou shalts and thou shalt nots all throughout the Bible, and it's binding upon you and I to obey, and when we disobey, then it's sin. Sin is the transgression of the law. The reason God instituted law was to show man his sinfulness. The law was never given to make man right with God or righteous. By the works of the flesh, by the deeds of the law, no man can be justified. The law was given rather to be our schoolmaster, to teach us our inability, to teach us our inadequacy, and to lead us to the only source of being made right with God, which is Jesus Christ and grace through faith in the gospel. So the law was given to show us sin because where there was no sin, how would we know, or where there was no law, how would we know what sin is? But God gave us his word, all right? And now we know what God requires, we know what God expects, we know what God demands. That's the purpose of the law. The law was not given to save a sinner, but rather to reveal to man that he is a sinner. So sin basically is this, doing anything contrary to the law of God. Anything that is contrary to the will of God or the word of God. So a sinner is one who will not submit themselves to the word of God. It's sort of like this. They asked, they asked a young person, what is sin? And they said, anything that you like to do. And sometimes your flesh thinks that way, right? Because the flesh lusteth against the spirit. The spirit wars against the flesh. And the flesh wants to do these old things, right? We want to mind the things of the flesh. But uh, the new man, they, they who are after the spirit, we want to mind the things of the spirit. A father was doing a Bible study with his two children, and he was using sin as their topic. And he asked his two little boys, do you know what sin is? And uh, one little boy shook his head no, and the other little boy raised his hand. He said, son, do you? And he said, I do. He said, he said, sin is when you do anything you're not supposed to do. And then the other boy shot his hand up and said, son, what do you want to add? He said, well, I didn't know what sin is, but now I do. And I'll tell you this, he's been doing a lot of it, pointing at his brother. Can I say, that's the problem with all of us. Our flesh does a whole lot of that, a whole lot of sinning. And whosoever committed sin, that, here's what happens. That means we, we transgressed the law. Now, when you think about whosoever committeth, we're talking about habitually lives in sin. They're living contrary to the word of God. Verse 5 says, And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Jesus came forth to be the propitiation of our sins, and not ours only, but the sins of the world. That's why Jesus came. That's why Jesus lived. That's why Jesus taught. That's why Jesus preached. That's why Jesus stepped upon the dust of earth. All those other things are secondary. His primary purpose for coming was be, to be the propitiation of our, for our sin, to satisfy or appease the wrath of God that would be shown toward our sin. So instead of being poured out upon us, the wrath of God was emptied upon Jesus. So the sinner has to make a choice fundamentally, and here it is. 
You can either suffer for your sin or you can accept Jesus suffering for your sin. You have to pay for your sin. Everybody pays for their sin. You can either pay for it on your own or you can accept Jesus' payment when he died on the cross. Now, if you choose to neglect and reject Christ and pay for your sin on your own, you'll be paying for that sin debt throughout eternity in a lake of fire. You'll be roasting like a marshmallow at a campfire forever. But you can choose to choose you can choose to choose Jesus, miss out on hell and enjoy heaven for all eternity. In Jesus is no sin. He literally took our sin upon him. Sin was not in him, but sin was upon him. Now verse 6 said whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. I think about the verse for to be carnally minded is death. Death is separation from God. So you can't have fellowship with God and be carnal. You can't have fellowship with God and be sinful. I'm talking about habitually, never confessing, never getting it right. You can't have fellowship with God and walk in darkness, First uh, John tells us in, uh, in chapter number 1. We find that there. So we read down here, you know, death reigned from Adam to Moses, but thank God, grace and mercy and truth came by Jesus Christ. So verse number six, what does that mean? Whosoever the Bible in him sinneth not. What does that mean? Well, let's see what it means. And Dr. Ironside said it like this. He said, Christ, he said, Christ, this absolutely sinless one, who in grace became sin for us, though we might be reconciled to God, dwells by the Spirit in the believer. And our new nature is really his very life imparted to us. Christ in you, the hope of glory, is the verse. If you are God's child, that new nature will not go along with the old nature and commit sin. So the believer who abides in Christ does not practice sin. He doesn't live in sin. He might slip, he might fall, he might stumble, but he doesn't live or stay there. The sinner lives in it all the time, but the child of God has a new nature, and he cannot live a sinful life. That new nature will not sin. And we find this in the prodigal son. Only pigs live in pig pens. Sons don't live in pig pens. Eventually, the son came to himself and got out, and that's what will happen to the child of God. Now, listen, you're listening to me today. You say, Brother Cooper, I'm, I'm struggling with sin, and I feel bad about it. Well, I say hallelujah for that. That's a good evidence you're a child of God. And today, if that's you, you ought to come back to the Father's house like that prodigal son did, and he'll welcome you as his own. I'm looking, and my time is gone. I didn't get through my thought today. Make sure you tune in next broadcast. Until then, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.